Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. I just want to kick off this episode by acknowledging that you could be doing literally anything right now. You could be choosing to listen to 1989 Taylor's version. You could be choosing to watch the part two of the Real Housewives of New York reunion. You could be choosing to spend this time meditating or even reading or, you know, literally doing anything else. And you've chosen to spend that time here listening to this podcast. So from the bottom of my heart, as we're rounding out the first year, I want to say thank you to all the listeners that have kept us going on on the up and up and expressed that it's helped you in some way or that some weird thing I said, you know, resonated or that you've learned something along the way. It sounds so cheesy, so I'm getting it out of the way now, but especially because I had to take a moment to turn off 1989 Taylor's version in order to record this. So I can only imagine um, making that choice to listen to this. (laughs) And I'm not saying I compare to Taylor Swift or anything, but like, let's be honest, like you are choosing to be here to listen to a podcast that is not really that fun. And so while I'll do my best to talk about these important topics in a way that's approachable and fun, you learn something, but it's not super miserable. Um, I do just feel so endlessly grateful for those of you that listen and leave us amazing reviews. Please go do that right now on Apple. Um, and and also reach out and just let me know if if something that we say resonates with you. Um, share this episode on your stories. You know, tell a friend. I'll send you a coffee. Um, or a tea. I just really love the community that we're building here. And I'm, I'm just so humbled by the response that we've gotten for the pod over this, the course of this year. So as we step into this conversation about holidays, and a little bit of discussion about building inclusive cultures as a result of the decisions that you make when you're creating your holiday schedule, I just wanted to acknowledge that Along with everything else, you can do anything that you want. You can be a business owner that shows up however you want to. You can identify your values that speak just to you. Um, And I think that the fact that you're listening to me talk about (laughs) these things that I think are in line with our company's values and the mission that we're trying to uphold and creating really warm, welcoming environments for businesses and teams and changing the landscape of how we work through our work in HR, people operations, and management coaching. I think it's super special that there are people out there that do take the time to listen to this. Like, I don't know. I think it's it shows that we have a community of people that do care about changing the way that we're working and Although sometimes I am just like, you know, screeching into the void. Um, I just feel so thankful for everyone taking the time to listen today. Um, On that note, I'm going to really cut to the chase here because truthfully, this episode is pretty straightforward. We're going to talk a little bit about what it means to build a holiday 
policy within your company. So this is something that sounds like it could be really easy, but I also want to acknowledge that there is implications to your culture in a huge way based on the holidays that you choose to observe and how you roll out certain practices and, you know, things like that, that will affect the way that you build your team and affect the footprint that you have on work culture in our industry. So I I think that at the end of the day, when you think about creating a holiday policy, this is something that you definitely can do on your own. Um, this is not, you know, this doesn't have to necessarily be something that's included in an employee handbook or anything that's like super stressful or, you know, anything like that. But it should be well informed based on the impact that you want to have. And as usual, we see a lot of bad advice out there that we want to debunk as soon as possible. <laughs> okay, so it's no secret that holidays in the U.S. in particular are very ego or ethnocentric. So they're generally Christian holidays that are thrown on the calendar um, that kind of indicate the way that our entire society functions. So this episode is not going to be a discussion about why that's good or bad or anything like that. Um, it's mostly just going to be a discussion about empowering you to create a holiday policy that works for you, being informed by the our societal standards, because truthfully, when it comes down to holidays, it's not just about the benefits that you're giving your team and the time off that you're getting, but it's also about how you're designing your offers and how you're running your operations and what your what your desires are as an individual and how you want to make sure that you're staffing your company in a way that allows you the life that you want to live. So while we are very employee centric, it is important to realize that one of the reasons that holidays are such an important time is because that's when most companies are allotting this time for their team members. Given that it's also at the end of the year, there's also a lot of employees, they may not be your employees, but your employees, family members, and friends that are going to have a little bit more free time during this time of year. So it makes it a really natural time for many people to spend time together and to be in community and to be in connection with their loved ones. So when you're thinking about how to build out these policies, it is important that you are informing the way that you want to work, but you're not turning your team into a bunch of mini yous. So for example, if you're a person that likes to take two weeks off at the end of the year to completely unplug, you wait all year for it, you get to December, you're looking forward to it, you're shutting off Slack, like you're straight up out of office, not even checking your email, your initial instinct may be to have the last two weeks of the year be time off and that your employees would also be off. But realistically, your team has your team has to keep your company running so that it can be a place or a, a manageable business and a place that runs without you having to be there. So this is a really great exercise in electing the time off that the company observes and what is required to keep the company going so that you can live the life that you're choosing. So while that might sound a little bit self-centered, it's not because all of our employees have different priorities and different things going on in their lives. And it's not always going to be the exact same thing that you desire for your life. And expecting that out of people is going to set everybody up for disappointment. So instead of trying to create something that your employees are going to enjoy year over year over year, create something that works for your business, make those 
create those identifying markers of how you want to live your life and let those things inform the way that your company puts out your holiday schedule. So realistically, we're not going to be able to say, you know, in small business that at the at the end of every year, everybody gets two weeks off, all paid, no biggie, whatever. Some of you may be in a position to do that. Some of you may not. If you're not in a position to do that every single year, then it shouldn't be your policy. If If nothing else, that will just set up a precedent that every single year you're going to be paying people to take off as much time as they need to. And some years, especially in the messy middle, your first few years of business, it may not be possible for you to give two weeks paid time off to every single person on your team. So instead, create a blanket policy that works for everyone and then work within those exceptions and give those gifts as you're able to without setting a precedent that will be hard to fulfill in the long term. So most of the clients that we work with have less than 10 employees on their team, and they may have consistent revenue that's really, really high, but maybe, and maybe during the holiday season, some of these brands might be e-commerce brands or something like that, where they're seeing a huge influx of revenue during the holiday season. So this is a great time for them to flex their muscles and have everybody have time off in January following the big holiday rush. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you, if you don't have a brand like that, as a service-based business owner or as a creative entrepreneur, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to perform in that same way. And I've seen so many harmful messages, especially in like Facebook groups and stuff like that, where people are like, how dare you treat your team that way? If you have the time off, they should have the time off, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's really just not the case. The policies that you're building for your holidays are not your PTO policies. They are not your employee handbook. They're not your culture, but they should be informed by it. And it should be something that's really sustainable. And we suggest creating a very conservative holiday off time off policy in the beginning and then loosening it up over time as you've been able to see how things shake out in your business. And so that it gives you some space to be innovative and your policies aren't the things that are holding you back. So some of the federally recognized U.S. holidays, and I do want to acknowledge the ethnocentrism of whiteness here and Christianity here are pretty straightforward. I mean, generally speaking, if we're just talking about like the bare bones, you just want to observe the holidays that are going to just kind of get this task off your list and that's that on that, um, then those holidays are likely going to be something like the 4th of July or Independence Day, um, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Thanksgiving Day, and Christmas Day. So some other auxiliary holidays are going to be Christmas Eve, the day after New Year's Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. I've worked most New Year's Eves in my life. Um, And there's going to be some additional suggestions too, like Juneteenth has become a national holiday this year in the U.S., or I think it was two years ago, actually. President's Day, the Martin Luther King's birthday, or where some states are acknowledging it as Civil Rights Day. Um, Veterans Day is often going to be a holiday that's observed and Indigenous Peoples Day or Columbus Day. Those are all kind of the general overview of the accepted holidays. They're usually what schools get off. Um, they're usually what the ba- when the banks are closed, things like that. Um, also, these are all listed in the blog, so you don't have to remember them. But I think it's also helpful to consider that Other cultures are going to have other holidays in there. So there's Hanukkah, especially the first day of Hanukkah. That tends to be something that um, Jewish people prefer to observe. 
Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, Canada Day, Pride Day, Cinco de Mayo, um, Ramadan, St. Patrick's Day, um, even the Lunar New Year, uh, 9-11 Remembrance Day, Yom Kippur, and a bunch of other kind of auxiliary holidays, but those are the main ones. So if you're able to identify some of those holidays as something that you observe in your culture, I think it's always a really cool idea to push, not push that, but to include those in the recognize or observed holidays within your company. Um, If you have an opportunity to embrace the diversity that is on your team, especially if you're a person that celebrates some of these holidays, if you are a Muslim or if you're from Mexico and you want to celebrate Cinco de Mayo or, um, you know, there's just so many options out there that I think people of color and other types of cultures might have more information about. Um, I think it's going to be really fun to see businesses really embracing that and creating a pathway to diversity that is reflective of the entrepreneur themselves, Um, but without discarding the kind of general need for holiday time, time with family and friends around the times of year when other people, your family, your friends, have that time off to share with you as well. Um, the, the other thing about creating a holiday policy is that, like I said, you want to make sure that it is as conservative as possible as you're figuring out what works, but you'll notice that we didn't say if they're paid or unpaid, that's actually going to be in your PTO policy. So we'll talk about that a little bit in another episode, but especially when it comes to shaking out these holidays and how you're going to treat that with your team, this is all coming straight from you. So this isn't necessarily a two-sided discussion when it comes to the holidays that your company is recognizing. This is just, here's the list, here's what we're celebrating, here's when I'm not available, here's when you're not available. Um, You'll notice that that does not include like full-time people get paid, part-time people don't get paid. That's a totally different discussion. (laughs) This is just setting your people up to understand when they are going to need to make sure that they're making time for work and when they're not. And depending on what your culture looks like, This could be really, really important to do very early, or if you have a little bit more of a flexible culture where people work whenever they want and your projects don't have really hardcore deadlines and things like that, this could be something that you just now announce for 2023 and maybe do a little bit better job of announcing it earlier in 2024. But where I see this being something that your team really needs to know is when their pay is impacted by it. So just a quick note on that, and we'll talk more about this in a later episode, But full-time salaried employees and part-time salaried employees, so if that's part of your agreement, it's a little bit less likely, but just in case, um, you will actually have a set pay that they are getting when the company is closed. So their pay should be consistent all the time, whether or not you choose to close down the company or not. So keep in mind that you want to set a standard for your team that if a company holiday is being recognized by the company as a whole, then no one works. And the reason for this is because 
even if somebody else wants to work or wants to show up or wants to get hours or, you know, whatever the case may be, we don't want to incentivize people to work on holidays if that's not part of our culture. If our culture is one of respect and I shouldn't say respect, that's loaded, respect of time and flexibility and prioritizing rest and prioritizing in self-care and prioritizing family and relationships and friends, then we don't want to have there be an option for somebody to be the overachiever and showing up when the company is closed. That's not necessarily something we want to do. Another thing that that will prevent is everybody clocking back in on a Monday after a long weekend where maybe you were observing Veterans Day or something like that. And one person showed up on Friday and did a bunch of work. And now everybody's coming into, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that they have to make up for and conversations they need to have. And their to-do list just got five, five times longer, especially if you're a collaborative business. It's really important to respect the days that people are out, um, especially as a leader, because we don't necessarily want to create communication that is overwhelming coming in from a holiday break. It's better to just work on the holiday in that case in many situations, because we've all had those jobs where we took a day off or a week off for vacation and then we come back to work and everything's backed up for weeks. And it just any any type of rest that we got from being on vacation is completely out the window as a result. So I know you can create whatever culture you want, but just a couple of things to consider. As most people do want the time that they are giving to their team to be off work to actually matter and mean something. So those are just a couple of best practices to consider. Um, Another thing that we want to touch on a little bit in this episode is your part-time hourly employees are really going to need to know when the company is going to be closed because that's going to affect their ability to get paid unless you have a policy in your company that's paying for those company days off, which is not typical, but it is, you know, becoming more and more common. So keeping in mind that your PTO policy will also be informed by your holiday policy and how you're budgeting for those holidays. So we'll talk about that in another episode. But I'm just saying, roll these holidays out a little bit earlier than you think might be necessary, especially if you have part-time hourly people on your team, so that they can plan when they're not going to have work hours, when they're not their paycheck may be a little bit lower, things like that. Okay, and now I just want to touch briefly on floating holidays. So this is something that always comes up in the discussion of holidays. So let's say, for example, you have a company that observes the basics. Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's, New Year's Eve, um, little, you know, Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, maybe even the day before Thanksgiving, you know, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off thing here in the U.S., um, mo- like Memorial Day and Labor Day, pretty standard across the board. Everybody gets those days off and Independence Day and Juneteenth. So you've kind of got those basics covered and you are still wanting your team to feel valued, especially as you start to expand and you have people that are joining your team from different cultures and have different backgrounds and observe different holidays. Without getting too in detail about what you provide or having to consider a wide range of potential future employees' 
chosen holidays, you can actually provide a floating holiday or two or even three or however many you want um, throughout the year in lieu of including a lot of diverse and inclusive holidays within your organization. So there's a couple best practices for this. Number one is essentially understanding what a floating holiday is. So it's a flexible time off day that employees can use at their discretion. So unlike fixed holidays, floating holidays typically are not tied to a specific date or occasion. Um, however, in some cases, especially if you have employees that are observe different religious holidays or things like that, they may choose to apply floating holidays to their culture, to holidays of cultural significance for them. Um, in that case, it's really easy to plan for because your team can submit the days that they want to use their floating holidays for at the beginning of each year. Maybe it's their birthday. Maybe it's the first day of Hanukkah, um, you know, things like that. So the nice thing about floating holidays is it doesn't create a situation where anyone feels othered. If you have an employee that celebrates Hanukkah, then they can submit to take off their floating holiday and there's no explanation needed. Um, they don't have to tell the, they could tell the rest of the team if they wanted, like, hey, I'm taking the first day of Hanukkah off or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, another thing is that another employee that is also granted floating holidays may feel pretty covered by your current holidays because you happen to have the same religious background or you happen to have the same cultural background. So all the holidays we listed earlier are perfectly fine for them. That's when they see their family. They can work around it. They don't have to travel too much. They'll use PTO for any of those extra days. But maybe they want to take their birthday off every year. And that's something that's really important to them. Um, the flip side of this is that occasionally we will have employees who celebrate no holidays at all. So I have had this instance in the past where we had employees that were part of a religion that did not observe any holidays and could not be affiliated with the company that observed those holidays. So even things like our Christmas party, we renamed to be more inclusive as a winter, a winter celebration or something like that, you know, just trying to make little accommodations for them to feel comfortable um, being able to participate. They also aren't going to be someone that celebrates their birthday. So offering a benefit that you think is really kind of neutral, like, hey, you also get your birthday off every year. This could actually put you in a situation where your team members feel like they don't get the same benefits as others um, because they're expected to observe a holiday like their birthday that they don't observe based on their religion and putting them in a situation to actually have to ask for that not to be the case, um, which puts them in a position to be othered. So while we want to make sure that our communication is open, my goal of this episode is not to list out holidays. It's to kind of show the different perspectives that holidays and choosing those holidays can make on the culture of your company. So I love using floating holidays, especially if you are a small business and you're scrappy and you're working a lot and you're not at that phase in your life where you're taking off a whole week here and there um, because it gives your team a little bit of of flexibility in which they can choose which holidays are the most important to them. Is it illegal to work on Christmas? Is it illegal to require people to work on Thanksgiving? No, it's not. 
you can be asked to work any day of the week. You can be asked to work any time of the week. Um, you just have to make sure that you are following, your company is following any type of labor laws that impact that. Usually that's when people are working seven days in a row or they're working excessive hours or you know stuff like that. Most of our clients don't fall in that category, but especially our e-commerce clients might find themselves in situations where there are really long days at certain times of the year. And that's where I usually get this question. So just keep in mind that there are so many different ways that you can create diverse and inclusive um, policies and holiday planning and environments and things like that while still letting your own beliefs and values shine through and making sure that you're equipping yourself to have a really balanced and well-rounded approach to these events. And I think that one thing that we forget about is we are not our business. So if there's any policy in your company that can be at a detriment, if you are pretending that your business is just another version of you, it's your holiday policy. And it's also something that after the last, you know, 20 something minutes, you can probably see how much that might impact different people. If you are working from home every day or you don't have a ton of interaction with people of different races or ethnicities or religions, then this may not be something that's top of mind for you. And so creating a holiday policy that is reflective of keeping your company successful, that is reflective of having you get to work in an environment that you love, um, and also that realization that you are not your company will be the key to ensuring that diverse and inclusive employees are going to be welcomed regardless of what they celebrate, what they choose not to celebrate, and the conversations that need to happen. So if you were just starting out to build a policy like this, I would visit our blog and choose the holidays that mean the most to you, that you know your company can live without anybody being there for. Communicate those policies or communicate those holidays to your team and your clients and consider a floating holiday policy. And in that process, there's a few extra things that you'll wanna do to make sure that everybody feels seen and heard with the floating holiday policy, in which case it sounds like you're ready to take your team management to the next level. And you can join us in Set to Scale and drop your questions in there and we'll help you create that policy as soon as today. Um, or you can join us in our one-on-one -on -one solution, the Paradigm Solution, where we'll actually walk through and create a done-for-you employee handbook encompassing not just your holiday list, um, but all of your strategic and cultural decisions behind what you're providing, how much it costs, what you would budget, and how your company is going to work the best, um, being informed by the people operations of creating these types of inclusive roles within your company. So thank you so much for listening today. Again, just so grateful for anyone that took the time um, out of listening to 1989 to be here. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Visit our blog that you'll find in the show notes for more information about suggested and or a pretty wide ranging list of inclusive holidays. And don't forget to leave a review and send over anything that we missed. Um, we're always adding to the list and we've even seen it develop over the last three years with a bunch of different options and adding in new things as we go. We don't pretend to know everything, but we are willing to learn. So thanks for being here. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. 
If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up. Up.